Welcome to The Sunday Soother, a podcast, newsletter, and community about authentic living and compassionate personal development. I'm your host, Katherine Andrews, a life coach, online teacher, and writer focused on self-reflection, mindfulness, and how to create meaning in our everyday lives in practical ways. Join me weekly for conversations about personal growth, spirituality, self-discovery, and self-care, and how we can navigate this messy world with hope and humanity. Hi, everybody. It's Catherine, and welcome back to the Sunday Seether podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about what I'm calling the gray fog, kind of the current plight of sensitive women that I see and I saw in myself and so many of my clients and students and breaking it down into three ways of how we got here. Like, why is it happening and how did it develop? Because I believe that when we can kind of put names to things that are occurring for us and we can develop a coherent narrative of how we arrived in this state, it can really help us just give some context for what's going on in our lives and move on and forward um, to try to make it different, right? Like you'll see as I talk about it, you don't want to be stuck in the gray fog forever, but that's what it can feel like for many of us. But first, I just wanted to say I'm recording in a New York City apartment, my boyfriend's apartment. It's noisy. There's construction. There's a fan. There's an AC unit. It's like 100 degrees out. (laughs) It's been a lot. Like summer has already been a lot. I hope you all are taking care of yourself. Like I have not been taking care of myself in the last six weeks, and that's okay. I have a lot of grace for myself because there was a lot going on. Um, It was just – it's just been – it was like vaccination happened and then it was like warp speed. And I'm just like sitting here six weeks later, like, oh my God, what just happened? Like my body, my nervous system. It's so such a struggle to handle all of the stuff that just came like socially and like in terms of obligations and family life that came in the last six weeks. We, we had the buildup. My grandmother had a stroke, the stroke that would end her life. And then three days later, my little sister had her long planned, much delayed wedding in which I was the maid of honor and we had to travel for that. And then the wedding was beautiful and it happened. And then I moved in with my parents for a few weeks to help my grandmother through end of life hospice and watch her pass. And then I just, I didn't even have time to grieve. I'm, I'm realizing as I'm looking back and I need to, I need to pen that into my calendar um, because then I was on the road. Like, People were like, things are happening. We're going to throw these parties. We're going to have these weddings. And just so grateful. I had to fly. I didn't have to. I mean, I got to fly to Los Angeles for like 48 hours for a friend's wedding and fly back. And flying is really, really stressful for me. I am not a chill flyer. I will say that. And then... um another friend had a birthday party and that was in DC, but we had flown to New York. And then my boyfriend's best friend got engaged and they had an engagement party in Indiana. (laughs) And so we traveled there and traveled back. And I've been ping ponging between New York and DC too, because this was my idea. This is not my boyfriend's request or demand, but he spent, you know, he's in New York for a master's program. And like, I would say, probably like nine months after he got here for a three years, a three year program, COVID hit. And he moved into DC with me and spent all of the pandemic with me, which was like good and right for us in the moment. But 
you know, New York was shut down anyways, but he just didn't really get a New York experience at all. And so we're really trying to like spend a lot of time up in the Bronx and in New York City for him to get like these experiences, right? Like you go to a city and you want to experience it and all it has to offer. And so, and I'm glad for that. I'm so glad that we have the privilege to do that. And New York and the Bronx are wonderful. And I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. All of this travel have meant my routines have gone haywire. I have been drinking way too much coffee. I've been drinking way too much alcohol. Travel fries me. Like, I don't care if it's in a car or a plane, or you could put me on like a horse and buggy and it would probably freak me out. I've been away from my home a lot in the last six weeks. Like, probably I've spent under five days in my own apartment in the last six weeks. And I have so much support there for myself. And that's not been available to me. It's like, you know, things like, <laughs> you know, my, my potions, <laughs> my sauna mat, you know, my stretching tools, um, all of my, all of my beauty care, right? Like you're just packing up into like a travel kit on the road and like making the best of it or whatever. And so I'm just really tired, you know, and I hope that you're taking care of yourself because I imagine even if those, since you've gotten vaccinated, or however your world is looking for you since, you know, we're all beginning to ease out of the pandemic. I imagine it's been stressful for highly sensitive people. This is a very stressful time. You know, we all had a reason to stay home. We all had a reason to set up really strong boundaries. We all had a reason to protect ourselves and take care of ourselves. And now those external reasons are, you know, melting away. And that's good. That's what we want. We want to return to a society where we can you know, interact? Well, do we want to return? I don't know. That's the question, right? Like I'm a big proponent of not returning to like the society we had before and being really intentional about the way we want to live our lives going forward. Um, you know, we do want to interact with people. We want to travel to see family. We want to celebrate momentous events with other people. We want to, you know, be able to, to be with those we care about in whatever way feels right to us. But it's like, it's a big glitch, right? Like, and it it's like, you've been operating at at one mode for 15, 18 months or whatever. And then like all of a sudden it shifts up like 10 notches and it's like, what is going on? Right. There's no chance to adjust or like to do your stages. So all I just ask for you is you do that for yourself, right? Like with my situation, I could have advocated for myself. I could have skipped some of these obligations and some of these things, but I didn't want to. And I don't think I had the awareness that how hard they would impact me. Um, and now I'm like really committed to being like, can I go to this thing? Is it going to take, can I take care of myself while I go to this thing? Um, because it totally fried me. And so just offering you a lot of care and hoping that you're able to take care of yourself and feel okay about it. It's okay to go slow. It's totally okay to go slow. So what I want to talk about today is what I'm calling the gray fog. So this is going to get a little metaphorical for anybody who <laughs> listened to my podcast on like the river, the forest and, uh, or the, um, the forest, the meadow and the river of misery. This is kind of, will start out a little bit along those lines, but it's something that I've seen a lot in my clients. And I just wanted to have a name for it because it's the state that most people come to me in. Right. And so I've been a life coach for sensitive women for almost two years now, uh, maybe a year and a half. And I would say like there are hugely consistent themes in every kickoff meeting or discovery call for one-on-one -on -one coaching. And then what I see in my students and other clients and my audience in general, like generally people are like, stuff isn't so bad. I'm doing okay, but I feel like I should be more grateful for what I have. Why can't I be more grateful for what I have? Um, stuff kind of feels off and they don't really know why. 
time kind of is going by fast and they don't seem to be able to remember or have been present for anything they've done. There's a sense of not knowing what they truly deeply want out of life, both in the big picture and day to day. And a lot of the people who come to me are staying stuck out of fear, situations, relationships, jobs, fear of not knowing how to leave, fear of what might happen if they do leave. I would say like stuck is like an operative word for the people who come to work with me. And it's not that these people are not self-aware. Instead, extremely the opposite. I would say like hyper self-aware and super, super smart, right? They've gone to therapy. They've read the books. They've done the tools. They've listened to all the podcasts. And yet it's just kind of not clicking into embodied change in the world. And there's a sense of hollowness a little bit, right? Things kind of seem gray, confusing, murky, maybe disconnected. Stuff on paper looks good, right? Like there may be a good career, good friends, maybe even a good relationship, a nice place to live, just kind of a solid life. But stuff kind of still seems dim. And there's a sense that like there's this technicolor life over there that they're ready to step into, but they can't seem to bridge the gap between what I call that state, the gray fog, stepping into technicolor, right? And so that's why I call it the gray fog. It's kind of just a sense of like being murky and unsure and you're walking around and like putting your hands out and trying to like feel the outlines of things. And every once in a while, you catch a glimpse of something on the other side, but then the fog comes again and you're feeling lost and disappointed and alone and disconnected. And it's hard to admit that you're kind of in the gray fog, right? Because you know you're smart, you know you're capable, you know that you have a lot of things on paper that quote unquote, you should be grateful for, right? And yet, you know that there's something out of reach for you too, okay? So I know this story because it was mine, (laughs) really, really so. And it was just like, I knew, I was extremely aware of how lucky, how privileged I was, like everything that I had. Like I didn't have a quote unquote bad life, right? I was in a good corporate career with like pretty good coworkers and a pretty good work situation, even though it didn't totally give me like the meaning or passion that I wanted. And I kind of had this sense just out of reach that I should be doing something else. And this wasn't it, but I had no idea what I should be doing. I had, you know, relationships I was dating. Dating was murky and shame field. That was like the grayest, foggiest area for me. Like I kept just throwing myself up against a wall, trying everything. And it just didn't seem to work out. And I, I really couldn't understand why. Other relationships were kind of dim. You know, I didn't have like these vibrant family relationships or vibrant friendships or most importantly, a vibrant sense of relationship and self-intimacy with myself, right? And I could just look at other people and some people were in the gray fog with me, right? Like, and but they seem to be adjusting to it okay. And some people really seem to have a clarity and purpose and an aliveness that I, I couldn't muster or understand, right? And I just knew like things were okay, but I was at the core really afraid or really afraid to change anything. I was making decisions out of fear. I was relying on external validation. I was shaming myself so much. I beat myself up on the hour, on the minute, right? I had no connection to my heart or body. Like the only connection that I had to my body was to like make it work out as hard as possible so it could look a certain way. I didn't feel sensations or emotions in my body, right? And I was caught on this kind of hamster wheel of low self-worth. 
it was kind of like the gray fog to me kind of felt like I was a passive passive participant in my own life. Like I was like behind one of those, you know, um, what are they called? Interrogation rooms, like one of the mirrors. And I was like behind that mirror watching myself live out a life. And I was like, I'm over there and I'm also here. And like, what is she doing? Why is she doing those things? Like this can't be how it's supposed to be. Right. So I was definitely in the gray fog. So I'll just stop there and say like, this is so common. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Like there's nothing, you know, to feel ungrateful or, you know, you don't need to beat yourself up feeling you should feel grateful or whatever. Like this is super, super, super common and we don't talk about it enough. Okay. So what happened in 2018? I did something big. I decided it was time to do something about the fog, right? Even though I had literally no idea where to start. Um, the biggest shift that I made that year was I invested $12,000 in my coaching training and certification, which is also a personal growth program. Um, that was a huge amount of money to me and it is a huge amount of money. Right. And I was terrified. Um, I went on a payment plan and I was like, Oh my God, what am I doing? Like, why am I even going into like coaching certification? What am I even getting myself into? But I couldn't ignore the pull that something about that program was calling to me. Um, So I invested and I did that program throughout the year. I started throwing myself with wild abandon into personal development. I read every book. I listened to any podcasts I could get my ears on. I started learning different techniques. Like I had been in therapy by 2018. I had been in therapy for eight years. Okay. And I loved my therapist and she was a great therapist. And I got some good results. I gained self-awareness that I didn't have at all. Like I was very not self-aware in in some capacities. I was definitely stuck a little bit in, if not a lot, in victim mode about romantic relationships, about past romantic relationships, um, about my relationships with others, kind of about self-pity and some of the, the ways I was acting in the world. And she, in that container, gave me so much like awareness and narrative about um, why those weren't the best places for me to be and how I could shift. And at the same time, I would just feel like I was going to therapy and I was like telling the same story over and over again. I would complain about a work situation. I would complain about dating. I would be filled with anxiety about a situation and talk it out. And after I came out a little bit afterwards, I would feel a little bit better, but like Also, it didn't really go away. It didn't really change anything. Like the patterns and behaviors in my life were like continuing over and over again. Like I was unhappy in my job. I would complain about my job all the time. Um, I was unhappy in dating. I would complain about dating all the time. And so therapy was like more of an event session for me than anything else, right? So in the year when I was changing everything, I was learning about different tools that I'd never learned in therapy, let alone anywhere else, like despite being a person who is extremely highly educated, right? You know, I learned about the nervous system, which has been the most powerful tool that I've brought into change in my own life. I learned about how to access and process and be with emotions in my body, right? I learned how to journal, which I had not been doing in a way, and to do it in a way that felt gentle and intimate and be in compassionate relationship with myself rather than like journaling that I just went down a spiral, right? And I learned other somatic practices, dancing, breathwork, something called focusing, which I'll be teaching. Um, And they were the things that started to shift for me, right? And I also dived into deep vulnerability exercises. And I played with the idea that 
maybe nothing was actually wrong with me, right? Maybe I could actually overcome the fear and self-doubt and perfectionism and rigidity that made up this cage I had willingly co-created with society. So as many of you know, in 2019, things things were getting better because I was having more self-respect, more self-compassion, more awareness of my thoughts. I was learning interesting tools. I was edging towards a career that I really cared about by taking the certification program and I was practicing pro bono coaching, you know, and there were still places to go, right? And 2019, it all came to a head. So here we are in 2021. And as I'm recording this, it's eclipse season in 2021. And for me, there was, and there's an eclipse season every year in the summer and like 2019, it felt like I was a person, I felt like it was a cicada emerging from the ground or like more beautifully put a flower bursting forth from its bud, but it was terrifying. Like I'd been in the dirt, I'd been in the soil, then I'd been a little stem, like peeking a little bit ahead of the soil and like... Then I'd grown a little bit longer. My stem had grown a little bit longer, my leaves, whatever. And all of a sudden I was supposed to turn into like a beautiful flower. I was like, holy shit. Like it was, I have to admit it was an awful summer. I was, my anxiety and my nervous system were like haywire. I knew, I think at some subconscious level, I sensed that like a ton of change was coming my way and I was like not ready for it. Um, And everything changed, right? Like that summer, I... You all know the story by now, if you've been listening, I told my best friend I had feelings for him. I gathered up the courage to quit my job. I left my corporate career. I started my coaching business and that was it. That was like, I had made the leap, (laughs) you know, I had been, I, I kind of leapt out of the gray fog into Technicolor, even though it was still like fucking scary for a really long time, but I was doing the things I told myself that I would always do, right? you know, and this all happened. And since 2019, here we are in the summer of 2021, the span of two years, I I fell in love. I started my business. I took care of myself authentically. I've built the most intimate, beautiful, compassionate relationship with myself. I rebuilt family relationships and like accepted family members for who they are. I cleared, I will never say this is like totally overdone, but I've made such huge progress on clearing my shame and my low self-worth. I learned tactics to overcome people pleasing and perfectionism. I got better at boundaries. I got deeply in touch with my anger and rage. And that has truly expanded for me, especially around white supremacy and the patriarchy in the last year. And most importantly, I would say, is this understanding that came through this work and these leaps is that I would always have my own back, always, no matter what happened. My business goes under tomorrow. If my boyfriend throws me out of this apartment in the middle of my podcast recording and breaks up with me, if everything else goes to shit in the world, right? I lose my condo. I forfeit on my mortgage. Like my family disowns me. Whatever happened, I will always have my own back. And I am never returning to the fog, never to the way it has been before. I get to run my life now. Okay. I have clarity. I have vulnerability. I have anger. I have softness. I have authenticity. I have intentionality and I have love. To know this has been the most powerful shift in my life that no matter what happens in the external world, no matter the circumstances, no matter the number in my bank account, the title on my resume, the status of the relationships around me, 
I love myself and I will always take care of myself. I will always have my own back. That's what it's like to be technicolor, right? And this for me is life beyond the gray fog. Life beyond the idea that I should be grateful for what I had, right? This is a fully present life where I'm present to my emotions. It doesn't mean life is perfect. Life is 50-50. Parts of life are super hard and shitty and miserable. Parts of life are like this joyous, riotous, amazing rainbow of beauty, right? And I'm there for all of it, right? I've cleared away the gray frog, (laughs) the gray frog, the gray fog. I have showed up to do things like speak kindly to myself, make decisions for my highest self, where I process emotions instead of suppressing them. That is a huge one. And where fear still enters, but it is not in the driver's seat. Okay. And this is what my life looks like now. I am human. Life is hard sometimes. I get in fights with people. I doubt myself. You know, I don't want to be productive all the time. So I don't I even sat down to this podcast and I was like, I don't want to record this podcast. And now I'm like, bah, I'm going to like give this sermon. <laughs> right. And I'm just willing to be there for all of it. And to me, that's what moving from the gray fog into the technicolor looks like. Okay. And I'm never going to let fear take control again. That is my number one thing. I actually remember this, this, it's not a story, it's an experience, but at the end of my coaching certification, <laughs> I loved coaching certification that I did because it was with an organization called New Ventures West. Um, I mean, it just taught me so much and like, it was just like, not really a coaching certification. It was more this like personal transformation year. It was like the coaches and the faculty and the mentors in the program were like, they saw all of us as little buds, little seeds in the ground. And we'd been struggling to grow and they cultivated us and they tended to us for a year and they showed us how we could do it. And we like, by the end, we were all those riotous flowers, but there was so much emotion. Like, I can't tell you how many times I cried in all of the meetings, like probably every time. And I'm talking like full throated, like sobbing. (laughs) And so at the end of the program, um, we had a graduation ceremony. This is all pre-COVID. And we went in circle and shared. And we were like, you know, what do you want to share? Like, what's next for you? Like, what did you learn? And I remember this like it was yesterday because the emotions caught me by surprise. I hadn't planned anything. And so I let whatever arose arise And I remember saying something like, I am never, ever going to let fear decide for me anything about my life ever again. And it was like crying and like ugly crying and more than that. And I'm actually feeling tears right now as I remember that because it was such like a powerful emotion. It's something I still believe too. Like self-doubt and fear will never rule my life again. And I still believe that. That's still like my driving, my driving, driving force and belief and journey. And the thing that I most want to send to people, most want to send to my clients, to my students, to my audience, wherever you are in that, that there is a life beyond, beyond the gray fog where fear and self-doubt, they exist, you know, that you don't eliminate those things, but they don't make the decisions for you. They don't cover you in this gray fog where you can't see anything, where you're unsure of the next step to take, where you fear falling off a cliff because of the fog in front of you. And you just kind of stay frozen and stuck because you can't see with clarity and with intentionality, the things in front of you, the choices you can make. This is available to you too. So what I want to tell you about, and I'm going to actually because I went on a little, you know, sermon there that I didn't expect to go on. <laughs> I'm going to save my 
my three reasons were sensitive women are in the gray fog for a part two of this podcast. But what I want to give you a little preview to is why I'm talking about the gray fog and so much about personal transformation and everything lately is that I am promoting my mastermind soothe, which opened to the public on July 1st for enrollment. It is a year long group coaching program for sensitive women looking to overcome people pleasing perfectionism, fear, self doubt and codependency to step into their authentic selves and their authentic lives. And this is the program, the information, the curriculum, the support I wish I had when I was coming out of the gray fog, like I made it on my own and with the support of the coaching program and like all of the books and stuff I did, but it was a lot harder than it had to be. Okay. So I designed this because I believe that sensitive women, I believe this more than anything, are capable of being the leaders and change makers that we need right now, right? We are standing at a crossroads of patriarchy, of white supremacy, of environmental destruction, of capitalism, and burnout, right? Of low self-worth. The self-worth of everyone is so low, and we're really, truly these divine people. And we can be the people that accelerate this change into the world that we want to see, right? But sensitive women have been conditioned due to our sensitive physiology, our inherent vulnerability, to doubt ourselves. I'm going to talk about this in the next episode, but we've turned our, I think of sensitive women as this beautiful, exquisite technology. You may have seen me talk about that on Instagram. And this technology has been like turned against itself, right? Because we haven't been given the tools and the grounding and like basically the instruction manual for it. And that's what Soothe is. It's like a 12 month container that is your operating manual for you. It's both a roadmap and an operating manual. It's a roadmap for the way out of the gray fog into the Technicolor. And it's an operating manual for you. Okay. Because like, place way too much emphasis on like intellectualization and logic in this world. And for sensitive women, that does not affect change. Okay. And so you need this operating manual about things. How does your nervous system work? How does your brain work? How can you best regulate and process emotions? How can you overcome shame using unique tools, perfectionism, people pleasing, right? Can't just like grit your way there with your mind right? There are ways through this, right? And this is where the operating manual of you comes in. So it's going to be amazing. I mean, I, this is what I've dreamed of creating for the last two years of my business, right? I've loved all of my courses, but this is like the big one, (laughs) 12 months. It's a big commitment, right? And it's a, it's a financial, it's a significant financial investment. I'm charging 6,800 for it or payment plans of 580 a month. And I get that that's a huge amount of money. And I think you can do it. I think you can do it, right? You're going to get so much support. You're going to be put in a teaching class every month with the group at large. And then you're going to have small groups that you meet with a few times a month to get coaching from me, to get more information from me, to share with each other, to support each other. And then you're going to get a one-on-one monthly mentorship call with me. And in those calls, we can do coaching, but I'm going to also be offering really radical tools that I've used in my own transformation to you one-on-one. Things like breath work, a process called focusing our internal family systems, um, tarot readings, right? Or just general coaching. So we're going to have the ability to do all of that. You're going to get you're gonna have immediate access to me. Like I'm gonna be in the private group with you every day. I'm going to be on every single call. And there are gonna be tons of calls, like lots of time zones available. So it's available to everybody, at least in time, right? And finally, we're gonna be setting 
three scary goals. So this is for you. This program is for you if you want to do something like leave your job, right? Travel or move somewhere else, okay? Write that or create that audacious creative project, a book, a film, whatever, right? Set a goal around dating or creating more intimate relationships. This is for you. That is for you because you're going to have the roadmap. You're going to have the operating manual. You're going to have set the goals. You're going to have me. You're going to have other women. And we are going to go on this journey together. So stay tuned for next week where I'm going to talk about the three reasons that sensitive women get kind of lost in the gray fog. We're not born in the gray fog. Okay. We get led there and kind of dumped there and not left with a way out. And I think it's important to understand how it happens. And I'm also going to talk about how it looks like next week when you turn your sensitivity into a superpower, because that's what we're going to do in Soothe. So sending all of my love to you. Talk to you next week. That's it for this week's Sunday Soother. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a moment, go on over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. That's how other people find this podcast and the message of hope and compassionate personal growth. I'm hoping to spread to many more people just like you. You can find me on Instagram at Katherine Andrews and find out more about the Sunday Soother at thesundaysoother.com. You can also check out my services, courses, and coaching at katherinedandrews.com. Have a great day ahead.